0: Monday through Friday devotional podcast aimed at helping you grow more mature in your walk with Jesus. Our reading today comes from Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. This is what the Word of the Lord says. In the first book, O Theophilus, I've dealt with all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day that he was taken up, after he'd given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the father is fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said to them, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray and ask for help understanding today. Lord, we thank you for the fact that you not only speak to us in your word, but you promise by your Holy Spirit, whom you have given to all who believe in you, to help us understand your word. And so open our eyes today, break the bread of life to us today, as we listen to you speak to us through your word. We'll thank you in Jesus' name, amen. The title of today's meditation is Ascension. Last Thursday was Ascension. That's the day that the church remembers Jesus' return to heaven, 40 days after his resurrection on Easter Sunday. Today's reading is Luke's account of the the Ascension from the book of Acts. Luke actually gives us two accounts of the Ascension, one in Luke 24 and the other one here in Acts 1. The two accounts are similar, but they're slightly different. The one that we have before us today points out three things that help us understand with more clarity why Jesus ascended back into heaven at the end of his first earthly ministry rather than staying on earth to set up the kingdom immediately as his disciples supposed that he would do. The first thing that we notice is that Jesus commanded his disciples to wait for the promised coming of the Spirit, and this must have seemed puzzling to the disciples. I mean, after the obvious triumph of the resurrection, why in the world would Christ go away again? Wouldn't this be the perfect time to set up his kingdom? And what was the point of the Spirit's coming anyway? I mean, wasn't the personal presence of Jesus with them far better than some ethereal visitation by a a Holy Ghost? Well, actually, it wasn't. Christ himself told them this in John 16, 7. Nevertheless, he said, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus said that it's to the believer's advantage that he's gone back into heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to earth in his place. Why, the disciples must have thought, is the Holy Spirit's coming better than the personal presence of Jesus. And the text gives us two reasons. First of all, Jesus told them, when the Holy Spirit came, he would indwell each believer's heart, identifying them as those who belong to Jesus. And that's what this business about baptism that he spoke about was all about. Baptism is a mark of identification. It's a kind of badge of ownership. John the Baptist baptized in water, marking those whose sins had been forgiven. But Jesus' baptism of his believers would mark them with the Holy Spirit as those who belong to him. The Spirit's indwelling presence in the heart of a believer always results in a change of desires and attitudes and behaviors a change that's noticeable by others. He marks us as those who belong to the master. The second advantage that Jesus mentioned was empowerment. When the Spirit comes, he said, believers will be empowered with a supernatural strength of witness to the life, death, resurrection, and saving power of Jesus. This empowerment would equip those with faith in Jesus' name to be witnesses to the whole world about the good news of the gospel. Nobody's ready to talk about Jesus effectively, who hasn't been indwelt personally by the Holy Spirit. But once the Holy Spirit has come, our words will sometimes have a peculiar power to strike people's hearts with the good news about Jesus. Jesus. You know, the gift of the Holy Spirit is one of our unique privileges as believers in Jesus. He marks us as those identified with Jesus. He empowers us as those who can effectively share the good news. And we don't even have to wait for the blessing to be given. He's given to each believer at the moment of our conversion. How generous of God to include us in this wonderful, powerful way in his plan. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for calling us into your family, for marking us as those who who belong to you, for empowering us to share your good news with the watching and waiting world. And now, like your disciples in that day, we eagerly await your return. And we say, come, Lord Jesus. We ask it and pray it in your name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Join us on Sunday for our online service at 9 a.m. or our on-site services at 9 a.m. or 10.45 a.m. We also have an on-site evening service at 6 p.m. So we invite you to take advantage of these things. It is time for the body of Christ to come back together. We would encourage you. To begin reflecting on whether or not this is your moment to rejoin us on Sundays. Thanks for listening again today. Stay safe.